No, John the Baptist and Jesus uh, were very different from each other because John the Baptist, he spent his life uh, in a very austere way. He lived on the absolute minimum of material things. And he was out there in the desert. He was preaching this message of people to people that they need to repent, they needed to change their ways, uh, that the coming of the Messiah was going to happen very soon. And uh, so that's the kind of lifestyle he led, very different from the other people of his time. Jesus, on the other hand, he lived a very ordinary life, very much like all the other Jews were living. We don't hear about him uh, fasting so much. We hear that he ate and drank. He came to people's homes. He enjoyed being there with them. You know, he celebrated. And his message was not so much one of fire and brimstone, like John the Baptist was, but his message was one of compassion, one of love, one of God's readiness to forgive and receive everybody and heal people. So they were two very different people, and their ministries were different. And so, for a while, with John the Baptist, everything seemed to be going correctly. Like he seemed to be uh, successful in his preaching. People were coming out to him. Here, even uh, soldiers and people like that were coming out to him. He was baptizing them in the Jordan River. They were responding to his call and uh, continued to live this austere life because he thought that's what God wanted him to do. And so for a good portion of his ministry, he was successful. And so it doesn't seem like he had any particular doubts. He felt like he was doing God's will. But things changed. John the Baptist got arrested. He was thrown into a prison cell. He was essentially awaiting his execution. When things turned badly for him, it seems like the scriptures are saying he had some doubts. He started to say, God, where are you? Am I wrong? Was I mistaken in my message? And so he sent some of his disciples to Jesus. Remember, one time he confidently pointed out to Jesus and said, there, there is the Lamb of God, the one who takes away the sins of the world. I'm not even worthy to untie his sandal straps. So he was so convinced that Jesus was the Messiah. But now when things are not going so well for him, all these doubts seem to enter his mind. And so he sends those disciples of his to Jesus to ask, are you the one who is to come or should we look for another? Was I mistaken? 
when I said, you're the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, was I right or wrong? Are you the one or should we look for another? And Jesus does not give a straight answer. He doesn't say yes. He doesn't say no. Instead, he says to John's disciples, he said, look around. What do you see? What do you observe? And then he reminded them of a passage from the prophet Isaiah where it said, you know, we attribute these words to the Messiah. When the Messiah comes, then the blind will see, the deaf will hear, the lepers will be cleansed, the lame will walk, the poor will have the good news preached to them. So Jesus says to John's disciples when they ask that question, are you the one or not? He says, well, look around. What do you observe? Instead of saying, yes, I'm the one, he says, look at what has happened through my ministry. People who were sick are healed. People who were uh, sinful have their sins forgiven. People who are hungry are fed. The dead are even raised to life, he says. What do you observe? Even the poor. The poor have the good news preached to them. And so that's the message they are sent to take back to John the Baptist. So how do we apply that message of Jesus to ourselves? I think like John the Baptist, for us, when everything is falling into place, when everything seems to be going well, when you students are getting all A's, when your families are really happy and everybody's reconciled with each other, then those times we don't seem to question God so much. We don't say, oh God, where are you? We don't do that. But when the tough times come, when sickness enters our life, when somehow our families are not getting along or seems, seems that things are falling apart, when we're not doing so well in our classroom or we're not doing so well in our job or career, when the bad things start happening, we, like John the Baptist, tend to say, God, where are you? Why is this happening to me? Why aren't you answering my prayers the way I expect you to answer them? And so we do very much like what John the Baptist does. And so what is our response to that? when we can't see where God is in our lives. Jesus tells us, like he sent that message to John the Baptist, I want you to look around. 
want you to pause. And what do you see? Are you aware that God is active in your life? That God is revealing himself to you? That God is showing that same kind of care and compassion that he did in gospel times? Very often, that happens through other people. That is, God reveals his love, his care, his compassion to us through others. And I often tell people when they come for confession, I often tell them, I want you to do one thing. I want you to pause for just a moment and think about one person whom you respect, one person whom you care about, one person who is a friend to you, one person who pays attention to you, whom you value. I want you to think about that person for a moment and realize God is acting in and through that person to show you his love. He is trying to bring his compassion and care to you when that person takes time for you, pays attention to you, somehow expresses to you signs of compassion and love and affection. So I think that's one thing that this gospel reading is, is saying to us. When we're troubled, when we're wondering about things, when we're asking questions, you know, are you the one who is to come or shall we look for another one? Jesus' response is, look around. God is, he is working in your world. A second thing happens in that gospel reading about John the Baptist. The second part of it, Jesus really comes out and affirms John the Baptist. He praises John the Baptist. He says there's no, never been anyone else like him. He's greater than all the prophets. He's fulfilled all the hopes of the Old Testament He's pointing now to the Messiah who is coming. So Jesus gives this kind of praise to John the Baptist. And so I think again for us, God is coming to us again, as I mentioned, through other people, and sometimes through the circumstances of our lives. And we also need to take a moment to affirm the other people in our lives. We need to take a moment to 
show our gratitude, to show our appreciation, to show that we realize this person is a source, a kind of instrument of God's grace to me. And how do we do that? By paying attention to them. By taking time for them. By showing some sign of our compassion and our love and our appreciation to them. So I invite you to do uh, those two things as you enter this third week of Advent, as we prepare for the celebration of Christ coming to us at Christmas. First of all, to take a moment and think about how God is coming to me, to observe, that's what Jesus said to do. He says, look around, look at what's going on, you know. God's coming. You just don't see it. You don't recognize it. So, first thing, take a moment to do that. Recognize how God is coming into your life. And secondly, just think about how you can uh, show your appreciation, your gratitude to someone through whom God's grace comes to you. Take a moment to pray for that special friend. Take a moment to ask God to give them whatever they need, grace, help, guidance, whatever they need in their life at this time. And again, as you do that, often as we just take a moment to pray for someone, God puts a thought and inspiration into our hearts, into our minds, that we might say something to that person or we might do something for that person. And that will be a way for them to experience God's presence in their life, God's coming to them through you, through your words and through your actions. So I invite you, you know, as we think about these readings, uh, to consider those two things. Seeing how God is present around you and showing your affirmation your appreciation for someone who is special to you in your life.